Welcome to the Tech Report Podcast, where we help businesses survive, thrive, and create value. Well, welcome everybody to the Tech Report, the podcast that is all about helping businesses survive, thrive, and create value, especially in our trying environment today. And I'm your host, Brad Stoller. Well, today I'm really excited to have our guest with us today. I've admired him from a distance, and he's just one of those people. They just seem, they really have their act together. And I can't say that about everybody. <laughs> okay, so, but he's the owner of Family Foot and Ankle Specialist in Piscataway, New Jersey. He's the director of physical programming with Top Practices, which is a leading source of business training in the podiatry industry. And he's also the author of an extremely successful book called The Podiatry I'm not sure how it's worded, but it's the podiatry practice with the word practice soft business solution. I'll show you what it looks like. <laughs> I thought it was one of the catchiest uh, ways that you could title a book, and I just thought that was really creative. So uh, hats off. And uh, he's just a great person who really seems genuinely interested in helping other podiatrists and just business owners just help build up their businesses and, and make their lives better. So he's also a very dedicated person and a student of business. So if you, you don't have to be a podiatrist to get a lot out of here today. Um, the principles he has in his book, and I think what he's going to talk about here today, I think really applies to any business. So it's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Peter Wishney. So Dr. Wishney, welcome to the Tech Report podcast. Thanks, Brad. Really uh, glad to be here. And uh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was. I tried to keep it short and sweet, but you've done a lot of things, so it's kind of hard to fit all in there. So I'm going to let you do a little more of that talking, I guess. But well, I know you've got a fascinating story, and I'm, I'm I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. You've just been wildly successful at building up your own business, and really, you've, you've done a lot of good with helping others do the same. So I know our listeners always seem to like hearing how speakers, you know, how did they get to where they are today? Right. So how did you end up being an expert in the podiatry, I'm going to say business, and we'll go over that right. in a little bit here, but was it an easy path for you or did you struggle like some of the others that we've talked to? I'm just guessing that everyone that who is successful today definitely struggled because um, that's what makes you stronger. That's what makes you uh, have a thirst of knowledge and just find a way to get it done and learn how to do it. Um, I was 29 years old when I opened my practice. And we call it practice then because I didn't know what I was doing. So I was still I was actually practicing. Right. I didn't have the, not the solution then. Um, and, um, you know, I've always, I never really wanted to work for anyone. I had offers and, and you know what people told me, I was just, I just was talking about this the other day. My uncle told me, you know, go work for somebody, learn the trade, learn how to own a bit, run a business and then do it yourself. I never listened to him. I never even thought about it for one second that maybe, maybe he's right. He was a very good business man himself, but it was not like he was a close uncle of mine and didn't know me and didn't know my drive. And the worst thing could happen is, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know people who do. And I did spend time in my residency 
um, with other doctors and learning how they run their business. So I took their knowledge um, and I worked hard, worked my butt off. And uh, lo and behold, this is what I did. And I guess the biggest thing I had to learn from day one is how to get and keep staff. So um, the story was that my father was, um, he worked in the garment center. So if you're from New York, you might understand the, that's a whole different environment. Oh yeah. That definitely. is where you had this big room. I remember as a little kid going to his office. I love going to his office, but it's a huge, gigantic room. Everybody had their own desk and everybody's on the phone. It's smoking like crazy. And you had to like, <laughs> like, like waft through all the smoke to go see him. And, uh, They'd be like cursing on the phone, yelling at each other, stuff that you would not do in a normal business environment, like curse at your coworker. I mean, really say crazy things. And no one, like, maybe it's a New York thing. I think it's a garment center, a New York thing. And they go, whatever. You know, shrug it off and, and just go about your day. So I didn't realize that, you know, everybody, came, like, everybody comes from a different background. Not everyone has that New York sarcasm and understanding that kind of humor. So I basically would say things and tongue in cheek and people would take it personally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't keep a staff member to save my life. And I realized that it wasn't who I was hiring. It was the guy doing the hiring. And so I had to learn how to actually um, change and become a better leader and a better boss. Well, that, that's interesting because I do remember uh, when I was younger, I had my first, I was a former golf professional. I remember my, one of my very first positions that I took, we had our superintendent was from the New York area. And I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he came in there and, and why is he always yelling and swearing at everybody? <laughs> and uh, there, okay, understand where you're coming from. So he did not change, by the way, and people had a real tough time in the Midwest. You know, with oh this. boy, <laughs> yeah, we we weren't used to that, too. so we always no, no, thought no. he was there's something wrong with this guy, but uh, it's just the way it is, I guess. But well, that's interesting. So, well, I know you, and I've already I've already shown the book, I guess, but let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the podiatry practice slash business solution, which really I read through it. It really addresses a real problem medical offices really everywhere, and that is it's not. You, you, you can't think of your medical business as a practice. You have to think of it as a business. And, and I thought that was a really good message. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, what led you to write the book and tell us, you know, what you were hoping that business and practice owners everywhere would really get out of reading your book. So um, when I first started my practice, um, nobody, there's no one, there's not one podiatrist that wrote a book on business. I read books that were written by dentists, chiropractors, and even a urologist who wrote a business book. And I just then also read um, books about sales from salespeople and nothing to do with uh, the medicine, just books on business. And right. it's a business. You, it's the same setup. You know, I, and you can't see it, but uh, yeah, well, behind me is my marketing organization board. But... Yes, I'm a whiteboard kind of guy. I saw that right away. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and in front of me is, is my office organization board. So I have, you know, where it says, you know, who's, in, who's the executive division, the personnel division, marketing, 
uh, production, division, uh, sales, all that stuff, all written down just like a regular business because it is. You have to treat it like a business. So when I finally, and I'm still every day, you never, you never figure it out, right? I mean, you're always like, the great thing about business, if you own a business, you need to love change. Things constantly change. So they when do. you think you got it right and you're sitting back, that's when you get trouble. I got it. Everything's great. The money's coming in. Everything's great. That's, that's when, when the things hit the fan. That's when you it starts got it. going down. Yep, exactly. That's right. So, um, but then, like, there's so many of us out there, especially podiatrists, who um, I feel they need help. And I wrote the book because here it is. I, in a condensed format, I put everything in that thing. There's so much information about systems and protocols and getting your patients to refer other patients. You know, we talk about Facebook ads, not in the, this book, but for marketing, people do Facebook ads, we do. But if you're starting out, all you have to do is take care of your customer, in this case, your patient, and they will refer other patients. We have this belief, and I, and I think it's in all businesses, that we take care of our customer patient, all of a sudden they're gonna start talking to like 10 people and your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook. If you're just good, maybe they'll refer a patient or a customer to you. You have to be exceptional, especially today. Um, and there's so much information out there. You have to go beyond that. You have to be so exceptional that they remember you in order to do that. But it's cheaper. In the old days, I would say the yellow pages. <laughs> but now it's like cheaper than Facebook ads or putting your name on a big neon sign in the, in the, on the highway. It's cheaper, and that, you know, it's okay. But now you got to keep them. You got then you have to get them to refer other people. So it is totally a business, and you don't even realize it, but it's it's a business. Well, that that, that reminds me as you're talking about that. What's going through my head is that uh, I remember, um, you know, when I lived in Toledo, Ohio, we went to a dentist, and um, you know everybody loves to go to the dentist, right? <laughs> okay, but when we went there. I actually had a good time, if you can believe that, at the dentist of all places. But I know when we walked in the door, there was somebody there to greet you immediately. And they didn't, you know, ignore you on the phone or busy and all that stuff and looking down like that. No, 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 no. They actually, I think, if I recall, it's been a few years now, but I, I think I remember the lady was on the phone. She, she looked up while she was on the phone, she said, one of those, hey, just a minute, thanks. And man, she had a big smile on her face. Then the person that came took us, took me back. Um, she was just personable as all get out and sat in the chair. Is this comfortable? And all, what, you know, <laughs> and by the time the dentist actually got to me, I'm, I'm just having a great time. <laughs> and the dentist actually didn't spend a lot of time with me as most of them don't. It's their staff. And they right. did such a good job that I actually look forward to going back. If you can believe that at a dentist. So I hear what you're saying and that's a case in the point. And yeah, it's, uh, it works. Uh, they were busy, 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 busy. Yep. Good. Exactly. So, well, I know that um, you touched just a little bit, just a couple seconds ago on leadership. But I like to talk about that a little deeper because in your book, you've, you've really hit on this a lot and the role that leadership plays in business. You know, and, and we talked a little early, like I said, and you mentioned that your next focus was going to be on leadership. So tell us why you feel so driven to help business owners become better leaders. So um, this is what I found. 
I know that many people out there uh, who are business coaches and uh, the, you know, practice management coaches, and they talk about getting patients, getting clients, getting customers. They talk about systems and protocols. Trust me, I, it's so, those areas are so important. But if you truly want to make more money while working less, that means you need to develop a great team. That means you need to be a better leader to develop leaders around you. And by the way, that's a book from John Maxwell, and I'm a John Maxwell certified leadership coach. And he wrote, Develop the Leaders Around You. I think it's about 84 books now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So he writes a book like crazy. every week, it seems like. I know, I like, yeah. I think he just, things, <laughs> he's just, he's really good. I follow him. Yeah, and then some guy is just typing away. Oh, yeah. He's the master <laughs> at delegating, that's for sure. He's, he's excellent at it. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, that's why it's so important because I realize I, I have a gratitude journal and I write in it every morning. And I always write something about a key staff member or the whole staff. Imagine going away on vacation for a week, two weeks. Well, when we were able to go on vacation. Yes, exactly. Right, yeah. And you come back and your inbox is empty. Your messages are being taken care of. Okay, that only happens when you have a great staff. Not, not just, but they're great be because you, you have a company mission and vision and you taught your team how to make decisions based on your mission and vision. So everybody's on the same page. Now, they might not make the decision you would, mm -hmm. and that's the part where owners need to get away from micromanaging. Did you get the results that you want? Right. Okay. That's what you go by. I'm so big on analytics and, and graphs and statistics. As long as I get those results and people are producing and they're happy and take care of them, it's really, that's all that matters. Now, can we make the systems more efficient? That's where you bring your team together and you ask, ask them, you don't tell them. We are so busy telling people what to do because you know why, Brad? It's faster, it's faster for me to tell you what to do than asking me, uh, ask, asking you what do you think we should do? Because then you might have a long-winded answer and I gotta think about it and I got so many things to do, but that's the only way you empower them and it's cheaper than giving them a raise because studies have shown that they wanna be empowered, especially today's generation, the millennials, they want to think. They want to have an input into the organization. And that's a great thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and you, I think you hit it right on the head because I, I've looked in this as well, and especially the millennials and that they really, really like to feel that they're contributing. And if they don't feel that, you know, they'll go somewhere else. And it's not always about the money, is it? They just they want to feel like exactly. they're doing something that's, that's valued. Right. So good, good point. Good point. Um, so I know that I'd be in a lot of hot water, okay? So I'll just get this <laughs> out of the way. If I didn't mention your involvement with the incredibly successful podiatry community called Top Practices. You know, we had one of your partners, Rem Jackson, on the show a few weeks back. So that's why I say I'll be in hot water if I don't bring this up. <laughs> that's right, exactly. But, so me too, I think I'll be in the same, same hot water. He's going to hunt me down if, if I don't bring this up. Uh, no, you guys, I really admire what you guys do. But talk to us a little bit about top practices, you know, and why so many podiatrists continue to keep coming back. They pay their fee every month and they've been there for years and they keep learning more and more and more about their operations. So just talk to us a little bit about what that is um, and give us an idea of uh, yep. why so many people are so, uh, so loyal to you guys. Yeah. So it's Rem Jackson's company that he started in 2007 
and I was in his very first, what they call a summit. I don't know if it was called a summit back then. It was a small group of us and, um, and he put on a great uh, meeting for a couple of days and I went up to him afterwards. I said, one day we're going to work together. And cause he was all, <laughs> so who's, he just started his business. He goes, who's this guy? <laughs> so he's a, he's, um, does all the marketing for a podiatrist. Um, and then I said to him, we need to get some practice management involvement. So I started working with him and we, between himself and, and me and a lady named Tina Del Bono, who is a um, office manager for a husband's practice in California. We actually help podiatrists, um, you know, become more efficient, better business people, uh, get more patients, um, make the office, you know, help them with making decisions. And I think what sets them apart, you know, um, the group from everyone else is that we, you know, we do mastermind. So Rem does a marketing mastermind as well as a true mastermind uh, a couple times a month. And when you get a group of people, and even if it's on a phone call, sharing ideas and keeping you fresh and, and just allowing your creativity to set in, um, you know, just imagine a group of people like working together to make you successful. You know, it's unheard of especially in the medical field where the guy down the street is going to call you up. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong and how you can make your practice better. That's not going to happen. The guy's probably very happy that you're not doing well and he's doing exactly. fine. Right. But he so wants your, yeah, he wants your patience. He wants your patience. So imagine <laughs> help you. other podiatrists trying to help you. Yeah. Not the guy down the street. He's not helping you, but <laughs> docs from all over the country helping you. And even in a couple of countries helping you succeed. It's a true mastermind. And then we just came back from Vegas and we had a, uh, a actual mastermind. We sat around socially distanced and shared ideas, helped solve each other's problems um, and actually coach them to what they need to do. Right? They, they, want, they hear they want to scale their practice. How do we get to that next level? What do I need to do? You might have some ideas, <clears throat> but you can never do it alone. Um, Having other people help you or tell you what this is what I've done, take this suggestion, um, and it, it's just phenomenal. It's just it's a great thing. It's you should never feel like you're alone in business because you shouldn't be. It's you can't be successful doing things by yourself. Yeah, I I agree. And also, you mentioned I think you, I heard you say the word accountable. And uh, when you get a mastermind group, so to speak, um, it does help. It, it's easy as an entrepreneur practice business owner it's easy right. because you know you're getting some money coming in the door and you feel pretty comfortable mm -hmm. and so you don't push yourself but if you've got a mastermind group and you're partnered up let's say if you and i are partners and and uh, you know i'm just kind of coasting along here and then all of a sudden you you call me out on it <laughs> you know i'm or if i think you're gonna call me out on it i may not coast i may push myself to do things better so I'm a big believer in that mastermind thing too. And I, I think that what you guys do is just absolutely incredible. So, um, well, I know we've covered a lot today and, um, our, <laughs> uh, but what is one big thing I guess we've left out so far that you feel is really important for everybody concerning their businesses. And maybe I'm not just talking about podiatry. I mean, just business in general. What would, what would you say to that? Well, I have a few things, but like I just mentioned before, and I'll add something to it. Um, 
don't do it alone. Um, you can't see, see like in my own practice, okay? I, I could tell you in about five, 10 minutes after speaking to you, might, what might be, what you might need in your business. But I'm looking from the outside, mm -hmm. okay? When you're in it, it's hard to sometimes see what you need. I could look at my numbers and have ideas I need, but I sometimes refer to a consultant myself. So no matter how, Michael Jordan had a coach, okay? The best have a coach. So don't do things alone. Um, if you want to go from A to B and you need the accountability that you mentioned, where, you know what, I need you maybe, if it's a different business, I need you to make 10 prospecting calls per day. And so when I call you next week, you better have 50 calls done, okay? Or whatever goal we set forth, you're accountable, you're going to get it done because you have to get on that phone call and say, you know what, um, you know, I, I want to lose weight, but I ate those cheese puffs today, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and I gained a few pounds, I'm supposed to lose a few pounds, and you won't when someone is, is like in your head. So one is don't do it alone. Um, two is make good, quick decisions. The problem with business owners, uh, a, lot, a lot of the problems are that we don't want to take risks, we don't want to fail, and we have fear of failure, so then we are like handcuffed in making decisions. And when we're handcuffed, we might be losing really good opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And so exactly. yeah, so take take their risk, calculate your risk, and, and just do it and do it with gusto with high energy. Do everything you do with high energy because it's the energy that people perceive from you is what's gonna get your next sale. It's that energy that getting these um, customers, patients, clients, referring other people because you have high energy. That's what they see. They don't see, they see my diploma, but everybody has the same diploma. We're all yep. doctors. Well, we hope that. We hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would hope they have that diploma. We hope yes. so. We didn't pay some guy, you know. So. That's, another, that's another episode, but uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I have a feeling there are going to be quite a few people who watch this and they're they're probably going to want some more information. First of all, they're, they're probably going to want to look up, hey, how can I get my hands on your book? Uh, they're going to want some maybe some some questions about top practices to improve their podiatry practice. And and uh, I've watched you on LinkedIn. You've got some posts. And I remember the one that showed you you were eating a, uh, what was it, a, an avocado slice. And you talked about oatmeal in the morning. So, gosh darn it. I, I I didn't have the crappy breakfast I was going to have. So I went and I had oatmeal and I didn't have a, an avocado, but Hey, I did. Uh, you influenced me a little bit for a couple of days. There you go. Cool. So, uh, but anyways, so how do people reach you if they have some questions? So um, email me at Peter at top practices.com. Um, you can message me on my Instagram, which is P Wishney W I S H N I E. Um, it's probably the best to, to raise again. Okay, sounds good. Well, once again, a special thanks to Dr. Peter Wishney for taking the time out of his busy schedule, and I do mean a busy schedule, uh, to help us really just get a better perspective on our business and leadership principles. And I really hope that anyone listening will take a little what they learned today and just apply it. And I think uh, we'll all be better if we just apply some of the things you've said today. So Dr. Wishney, thanks again for being with us here today. Thank you. Thank you, Brad, for having me. Appreciate it.